Welcome to another episode of More Happy Life, the podcast that will teach you how to trigger upward spirals of health and happiness in your life. I'm Andy Proctor, a happiness activist whose goal is to make your life more happy with science-backed strategies and powerful interviews. If you enjoy this episode, share it and let me know by tapping the stars in the reviews. Studies have shown that overuse of technology can diminish gray matter in our brains, which is huge. Wow. I write down, what value do I get from my phone? Why am I on social media? What's my purpose? As uncomfortable as it is when you're in that place, you have to reach out, even though you want to be reached out to. Welcome back to another episode of More Happy Life. Today we have an amazing guest, Kimberly Christensen from Talk Wordy. She is an amazing human being and she's also a freelance writer, a journalist, creative brand namer, and a book-loving mom. She talks about mindfulness, motherhood, and online books at Talk Wordy to Me and is also a contributor on Utah's top lifestyle show, Studio 5. She is a co-creator as well of the Loom Journal, which is a really fascinating, really cool journal. It's a revolutionary parent-child journal that fosters mindfulness and screen-free connection and development. She is also a fan of BBC dramas, (laughs) teaching and practicing yoga, ice cream, which who isn't a fan of ice cream? I'm a huge fan of ice cream as well. Traveling the world, simplifying her life and home, and encouraging other women to live their dreams. And just on a personal note, I uh, just recently uh, in episode 73, if you haven't listened to that, go check it out, talked about how I went on a full-blown social media technology fast. It was like seven or eight days long and really difficult, but also so good. And and the reason why I... uh, you know, I did it is because I read something from, from Kim. She talked about how she, she went on a fast as well and what she learned from it. And so uh, my wife and I also decided we would do it, it uh, for seven or eight days. And we did it, and it was truly life-changing. So, so excited to have Kim on the show today. And it's just an amazing privilege to, to have her here talking about some of these things that she learned and Uh, as well as mindfulness and some of these things that she has been really focusing on lately. So without further ado, here is Kim. Okay, Kim, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, uh, I just love having other um, happiness activists and enthusiasts on, on the show, people who are also really passionate about helping other people to you know, find a more happy life. So I'm just, I know, right. It's a great energy when, when we get together, no one can stop us. <laughs> really is, it really is. And it's fun to find uh, people in your tribe. So really cool uh, yeah. to, to have you on the show. So, man, I, like I just said in the introduction, I, you know, I really, I've, I've been thinking about bringing you on the show ever since I read your post and, and, and really took this challenge of like doing this full-blown social media fast and I did it and it was like, it was life-changing. And, and so I, and then, and then I, I realized, wow, you're, you're, you know, you just released this book about mindfulness and 
I just thought, okay, it's time. We should, we, we got to talk. We got to have you on the show. And so I'm excited to, to kind of dive into some of the things that, um, that you maybe talk about in the book and also talk a little bit about social media and a lot of things. So to start off the, the whole show, I like to kind of take a moment with you and just be present with some positive emotions. Uh, so so here, here they are. Gratitude, pride, amusement, interest, serenity, inspiration, joy, awe, hope, and love. So which, which one of those um, positive emotions kind of stood out to you? Yeah. What if two of them are tied? What, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's perfect. You can, you can talk about as many as you want, actually. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll be brief, but the yeah. first one is serenity. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I just... I love that word. Even saying yeah. it, like the vibe it has and, and gives off, yeah. makes me feel more peaceful, right? Absolutely. And words are so powerful and so important to me. I'm a writer by profession. And so words pack a lot of feeling and emotion for me. Hmm. And that's one of my favorite ones. I love that. That's so but, neat. Yeah. yeah. What was your so, second one? So the second one is gratitude. I've just noticed mm -hmm. how how powerful it is for diffusing other emotions and how um, anxiety, for example, yeah. I have noticed that when I focus on gratitude, a lot of other negative emotions take a backseat. That's really, that's really true. I love that. That's, that's a really powerful thing to think about how gratitude is a diffuser of other negative emotions. Hmm. Definitely. Not that you want to ignore them, which I know you agree with. You have sure. to feel, feel the feelings, but yeah. um, gratitude kind of helps you reframe your mind onto the positive rather than focusing on, on the negative. So I've just found mm. it to be a really powerful tool. Yeah, I love that. That's really cool. And I love that you also focused on serenity. I think serenity is a really powerful positive emotion that um, maybe isn't as common for for some uh, for some people, but that I think we can bring in, and it's one that I think we can actually, you know, we can actually act on, act to create in our lives and. So that's, that's neat. That I, I like that. So I want to ask another question, which, which one of these um, positive emotions is kind of your, your favorite to help other people experience? Oh, that's a great question. I would, I would definitely say serenity. I think that is um, right in line with the work I do spreading messages about mindfulness and a lot of the people I work with are parents, um, specifically mm. mothers. And so yeah. I think we're craving serenity more than anything else. If you've seen Seinfeld <laughs> on the episode where he's like, serenity now, <laughs> that is us, you know, that is parenting. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, everyone could use a little bit more serenity in their lives. It's just kind of a crazy chaotic world. And, mm. um, but I've loved being able to teach people who seem so caught up in the chaos that they're allowed to have peace and serenity. They're mm -hmm. allowed to slow down. In fact, they're not just allowed, they need to, or else they're not going to survive <laughs> with any yeah. sort of happiness. And that's our goal is happiness, right? And so 
um, serenity, I think is such a powerful path to happiness. And yeah. it just allows you to breathe and to be and to push pause on, on the barrage of thoughts barreling into your brain and, and yeah. all the things on the to-do list and allows you just to enjoy life and what is not what might have been or what could be, but just to enjoy what is. I think serenity is really anchoring and it anchors you to the present, which is so powerful. And there's um, one of the quotes in my mindfulness book that I love um, by Eckhart Tolle, who I'm sure you're familiar with. I love yeah. him. Um, and he says that unease, anxiety, tension, stress, worry, all forms of fear are caused by too much future and not enough presence. Guilt, mm. resentment, grievances, sadness, bitterness, all forms of non-forgiveness are caused by too much past and not enough presence. So every, it's, he's wow. basically saying almost every negative emotion or rather every negative emotion is anchored in something about the past or the future. Hmm. But if you really focus on the present and that's where serenity is, um, you can be happy. You can let go of all the other stuff because all that really needs your attention right now is now and you'll figure out the rest, you know? Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I love that. That's, that's a powerful, I like want to hang that on my wall or something. <laughs> I know, me too. Right on my wow. forehead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That's so powerful. It reminds me of, I heard uh, someone say that we can't really, we can't breathe in the past or in the future. Oh, I love We can that. only breathe right now. Yeah. And that. yeah, that's, that's really, really cool. I, I'm, I'm loving that, that you're talking about serenity and I, I want to, I want to dig deeper with this. Okay. So, um, so I, you know, I just, yeah, what, what led me kind of to, um, or sorry. So, so this, this, uh, whole idea of, of serenity and kind of, um, feeling this positive emotion. I think, I think a lot of people t are talking about this mindfulness. You just, uh, you know, wrote this, this book about mindfulness. And I want to talk a little bit about, you know, mindfulness and how, how this affects us. Um, why, why it's such an important thing. So let's, maybe let's talk about that first is why, why is mindfulness so important? You think? Oh man. Um, I think that technology, I might sound like a grandma, but I think technology is really distracting. And I think it often replaces a lot of things, including our connections with people, our yeah. real life, genuine connections with people. I think it sometimes replaces um, our imaginations. I think it replaces mm. wow. um, white space in our days and in our minds. And those things are so valuable. Studies have shown that it's like overuse of technology can diminish gray matter in our brains, which is huge. Wow. Yeah. I, I know. And so I think it's become a replacement. And honestly, mindfulness, some people think of it as this exterior thing, like, oh, a hobby or a trend or something complicated that I need to learn. Mindfulness is already within us. It's already I, all the mindfulness practices that I, I love to talk about. Like these things I feel like at our core are really common sense and maybe used to come more naturally. But I think in today's world, like we've shut out a lot of our impulses and a lot of our intuition 
because we see what everyone else is doing on Instagram or on social media and we we're always on our phones or on screens and um, I mean just the media we're getting all these messages and we're losing touch with who we are and what we want not what mm -hmm. the people we're seeing and we're peeking into their lives not what they want what, what do we want and who are we individually and I think mindfulness helps you get back to that and helps you get back to who hmm. you are, what you need, and helps you just feel more grounded in your life. So I think in a nutshell, distraction is a huge reason we need mindfulness. I love that. And I think, I think uh, everything is kind of carefully architected right now to distract us. And um, at least, you know, in the technology world and, uh, social media i mean they're they yeah that's it's it's what it's kind of made to do is to keep us mm -hmm. keep us on it and so it is it's almost like an active rebellion right to to not be on it and to not go into that kind of rabbit hole yes i love that andy an active rebellion we're such rebels <laughs> these breaks these social media breaks <laughs> no joke like it's it was so hard when i did it i mean it took me like 3 days to get to the point where I wasn't feeling like, oh, I'm missing out or, oh, I should be responding to somebody or whatever. And so I, 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 let's talk about that, actually. So what, what kind of led you to, in the first place, like what led you to do this social media fast or this technology fast first time? Oh, man. It, I just, the way that I do things, I get a little bit obsessive about things and I, <laughs> I get competitive mostly with myself. Um, and I, I'm all in, I'm all in or I'm all out. And so when I was, when I got in onto Instagram publicly, I was like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm all in, I'm doing this hundred percent. And I did. And I, but there's so much to learn about balance when, when it comes to Instagram. And I didn't know that yet. I didn't have the lessons and the tools yet. So I was just doing it and I was on there all the time and too much like right. embarrassing that I was on it sometimes in the bathroom or at a stoplight or you know yep. like I was just like oh my gosh like this is this is literally an addiction and mm, um yeah but I started feeling this um I don't know you can call it a spiritual prompting or intuition but it was yeah. telling me to get off <laughs> it was telling me to take a break and that there were things I needed to do and there were things I needed to learn that were outside of Instagram. And mm. um, there were opportunities waiting for me, but I needed to quiet. I needed to still my mind. I needed, I needed to be able to hear these messages. And so I felt that, but it took me a long time. I think it took maybe six months, honestly, from the time I first felt that to wondering, ah, oh, I don't know, you know? And then six months yeah. later, I, I deleted it. I deleted the app from my home, my phone. And honestly, it was an instant relief. I wasn't like, wait, <laughs> don't go. <laughs> it wasn't like that for me. It was, oh my gosh, a breath of fresh air. Hmm. So, um, serenity. Serenity. Yes. Yeah. And I was, was present way more present in my life I mean there's a lot of lessons I learned and we can talk about those if you want to but that's what led me to taking the break okay so I let's let's do it I'd love to actually hear some of the things that that you that you did learn I mean I I remember after mine and I mentioned this in episode 73 but like I it was during that time 
after about like day five, day six, where my wife and I, Stacy and I, we just decided we need more music in our life. Hmm. And it's like this interesting, like you said, we shut out intuition, like mindfulness is already within us, but like we didn't, we weren't taking the time for it. And as soon as we did, it was like, we need music. And we went out and got a piano and like switched our TV for a piano. (laughs) Oh, you did? That's so cool. Yeah. And I mean, but it's some, I mean, it felt like an act of rebellion, like we were saying. So I want to learn what you, like some of the things that you kind of came to. Yeah. Where, like, what did you find? I noticed I started experiencing moments differently. Hmm. Um, instead of always thinking, not even consciously, like you just like almost subconsciously always, I was thinking when I saw something, I was almost looking through the lens of social media, you know, Yeah. whether it was a child's birthday party or a cool trip <laughs> or what, I don't know, like a yeah. kid doing something funny. I, I just was always seeing, looking for good photo opportunities or good posts you know, Great lighting wise um, and all the, exactly yes, no, I, I all those elements. You get it. Yeah. yeah. And so when I finally didn't even have that option, I was like, Oh, well, um, I'm here. I'm all here in this moment. And I'm just going to take from it what it's meant to give me, not what it's meant, you know, not for other yeah. people who I might post and share it with, but, and, the, and there's value in that for sure. I'm not saying that's bad. Obviously I'm, yeah. I'm back on Instagram and, and we'll get to that. I see a lot of value in it, but yeah. I needed to step back. I had to, um, because of the way I was using it and the way it was kind of taking over my mind. Um, yeah. anyway, so I just felt like I was much more present in moments and, um, if those moments became more visceral instead of more superficial like you can only experience something to an extent if you're looking at it through your phone and so um right right now i felt like i was creating memories instead of creating photos and posts i like that i really like that yeah that's really that's that's uh i think that's a powerful way of looking at it and um i it makes me curious you know what like what, what does, what does it look like? What is, um, healthy, you know, social media use or technology use? Like how does that look? Hmm. Uh, I definitely don't have all the answers. I'll tell you that because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a constant push and pull and I'm, hmm. but, but here are a few things that I've learned from this, okay. um, since I've been off and then back on and, um, one thing talking about those experiences and, and keeping them, real and raw rather than just for Instagram is I try and experience something before I whip out my phone and I use a mindfulness practice, which is anchoring yourself to the present moment with all your senses. I focus in that moment before I think about my phone on what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, what I'm hearing, what I may be tasting or smelling. Um, I focus on all of those senses and really just, I focus on my breathing and I just be there. And then I can take out my phone if I still want to. Because again, there's value in that. So I take a picture or video or whatever. Yeah. But I share it later, you know, so I can still be there in that moment. So that's one thing that helps me a lot. Um, Creating boundaries is good too. So um, Hmm. for me, they'll be different for everyone. But for me, 
Um, I try and get off my phone by 10 at night, um, turn it off, keep it out of my room. Um, I make sure it's not the first thing I go to every morning. Hmm. Uh, I connect, I try and connect with my family before I connect with my phone um, and do some grounding mindfulness things and do my morning routine before I, before I mm. get into the phone, because like you said, it's a rabbit hole. It's a, it can suck you in and it, um, time seems to pass more quickly when you're on it. And hmm. so when you're off, you're suddenly like, Oh my gosh, all that time just passed. And I, what do right. I have to show for it? So, um, yeah, those are a couple things that have helped me, but really what's, what's helped me the most lately is my, is just mindset about social media. And it's, what, what value do I get from it? And I am a journaler and a writer, and this is something that's in my mindfulness guide, but I write down what value do I get from my phone? Why am I on social media? What's my purpose? And once Hmm. that's clear, it helps me know when I'm not fulfilling that purpose. And then, and then I, I write about, um, what are some negative effects of social media and when do I know when I'm, when I'm not using it the way I want to. So just so I can be more mindful of those things when I'm on it. Um, I focus a lot on, on who I'm following and what I'm consuming. And I, I have to have a purpose for, you know, each of those accounts I follow so that I know, um, what I'm taking in is valuable to me and not just noise because there's a lot of that out there. So, right. It sounds like it's a lot more intentional and that you're more of a, it's like you use social media, but you, you maybe don't consume it as much. Does that sound? That's right. Yeah. And unfortunately, like it's hard because I, I have a lot of friends on Instagram who, who run their own businesses and they support me and I want to support them, but I've just, I don't spend a lot of time interacting there just because Mm. (laughs) it's just, it's, I've, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to be, to put a lot of time there. Um, so I, I try and be intentional about what I post and, and when I post and who I interact with. But beyond that, I, I don't, I try not to spend a lot of time on it because I mean, it might be different if I didn't have a business, right. But I, I do have a business there and I, I put a lot of time into that. Um, so yeah. beyond that, I, I just don't spend a ton of time on it. But again, I will say like people who, who use it, who aren't there for, who are there just for fun and to keep up with family. Like, I think it's wonderful. I think it's a wonderful yeah. connection tool. It's just being aware of how it affects you and um, taking those breaks. Like I still keep away on Sundays. I, that's just my day where I try and not be on it at all. Um, mm. Obviously there's exceptions here and there, but I just, I still need like a day a week where I'm off. Um, And, you know, I might, I took a week break recently and I I needed that. So Mm -hmm. just because we take those big breaks, we didn't learn everything, right? We still need to go back and do those when we feel like we're out of, out of whack and out of balance with our social media use. So I think taking those breaks once in a while um, continually is really helpful as well. I feel that it seems like it's such a, it's such a mindful thing to do. And I think a lot of people, I've heard this from a lot of people who I tell about mindfulness that they say that when they very first try to get into it, it's almost scary for them because they, they've never really opened that door before. And, and so all of a sudden they see all of their thoughts and they see uh, what's kind of going on inside. And they all, and I think, I think social media and technology 
almost helps to mask that from us sometimes. And so it's maybe what would you say to somebody who, who maybe is afraid to go there? To go to the break? Yeah. Oh man. Well, I will say it's a valid concern. When I got off, I, like I said, it was a huge relief. But I started feeling, um, after a few days, some really intense insecurities that reared their head, some really intense emotions. Yeah. It almost felt like an emotional breakdown. And I was like, what? Like, this shouldn't be happening. I just got off social media. Right. Positive effect. I should feel just so great right now. Yeah. Then I realized I wasn't getting that buzz and connection from likes and comments and interaction online. I mean, it is social, social media. Um, I wasn't getting new followers. I wasn't, and they say that, that those things, the likes, the followers, the notifications, they release dopamine in our brains. So it literally is a drug. Yeah. And I was going through withdrawals without even Mm. realizing it at first. Um, and like you said, I wasn't using social media to numb or escape from my feelings. I was having to feel and process things. So, um, but it was a great lesson to me to become, to learn about self validation hmm. and not depend on those things. And also to reach out for connection and validation in other ways from people and relationships. And, um, so yeah. yeah, it's a valid concern, but oh my gosh, all the more reason to, to silence that phone for a little while so that you can work through those things because those things are going to those emotions that are being masked. Those are going to show up in your life in some way or another, either way. Um, yeah, right. You might as well pay attention to them. It's and feel them because that's the only way you can work through them. And you'll feel so much healthier and happier once you do that. So I think it's, it's a reason to get off. Um, and, and feel those things and notice what thoughts you come because yes, the negative came and, and I had those insecurities, but um, I also had so much inspiration come that wasn't there before that I didn't have space for. So there's, there's that negative, but there's also the positive and that definitely outweighs it. There's so much good that will come to your brain and things that you just will be blown away by realizations and ideas and, and thoughts and um, inspiration and promptings, like all these things will come flooding in when you really make space for them. I really like that kind of tie-in, like, uh, you know, like you were saying before, how gratitude can kind of help to push out the, uh, you know, or at least kind of ameliorate the the negative emotions, but then serenity can actually lead to inspiration. Oh, big time. I mean, you think about a lot of the huge um, breakthroughs, inventions and realizations like they a lot of times they don't come when people are harried and busy and chaotic. They come in moments of quiet and pondering or when you're not even thinking, you're just kind of being. And that's when I notice for sure for me, when I stop, like stop my monkey brain. (laughs) the real ideas come and the inspiration and it feels like it's not even you, you know, and that's when the best ideas come. And so you're missing out if you're, if you're not able to tap into that um, and make space for that because it's, it's such, it's so cool. Yeah. 
Definitely. I mean, it makes sense why, you know, people who want to have creativity and who want to be super productive in working and, and, you know, be really innovative, you know, that they've kind of gotten onto this, this bandwagon of, of mindfulness. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So that is just so interesting. We've been talking about this connection between serenity and inspiration and, you know, even, even I love what you said about imagination too. It kind of, um, a lot of times social media and technology kind of replaces imagination. And I think imagination is such an important piece of our, of ourselves. And, and it's something that I think even as adults, we kind of, we almost forget to do it, um, to use our imaginations. But, but yeah, I, I think that's, that just, uh, is so interesting to me. Um, and I, I want to, I want to also, I want to talk about something about, uh, that has to do with, happiness as well, which is, uh, I think loneliness is one of the biggest kind of killers of happiness. And I think that, I think there's a loneliness epidemic going on right now. I think there's so many people who are struggling to feel like they are known by someone. Uh, and even, even though we're super connected. And so I was just going to kind of ask you about that a little bit and what you think about this kind of technology and social media, even though we're, we're so connected through these, why is it that there are so many people who are also lonely? Oh, that's a great question. And I agree with you how people feel an increase in loneliness, even though we are more connected digitally, but that's just it. Like it's, we're not connecting in person. And even like we were talking about Marco Polo before we started recording that that's, it's a connection app, right? Yet. Yeah. Yet it's not. You're missing something. Even even though you're seeing, okay, yeah. I don't want to out Marco Polo. I mean, it's great. It has its purposes, but um, sure. you're missing a piece of of the of real conversation. You're not. Yeah. It's, it's different. There is just nothing. Nothing will ever replace face to face conversation, or even you know, real time on the phone conversation is a is a step up from the the social media apps yeah. because there's just something inherent in those conversations that connects you more deeply than an app ever can. It's like the phone is, is a little bit of a barrier. And again, I'm grateful for these things that do connect us to an extent. But um, if you're not nurturing relationships off screen, then you will feel, feel that loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just have to make sure we're nurturing, nurturing those other relationships as well. Absolutely. What's maybe some advice that you might give to somebody who is feeling lonely? Mm. Man, that's a hard one. We all, I think we all feel that at times, right? But yeah. sometimes when you're feeling that way, it feels better to stay there, if that makes sense. It feels yeah. better to yeah. kind of stay in your shell, but what I found when I feel that is as uncomfortable as it is when you're in that place, you have to reach out, even though you want to be reached out to, right? Mm. You want someone to notice you, but what you have to do is be the one to reach out because think of it in reverse. When other people are feeling lonely, you know, when you're feeling lonely, yeah. you want someone to reach out to you. So you have to do that. You have to be the one to do that because you'll get that in return. And it's funny that you ask this because I just did this tonight 
my friend and I were talking about <laughs> the weather changing. And I mean, this is the onset of um, seasonal affective disorder season, yeah. right? November 1st. <laughs> November 1st. And I feel, I feel that when the weather changes, honestly, yeah. I feel that, I feel that change. Um, and I was talking to my friend about that and she was kind of opening up about it and she's like, what do you do to, um, stay afloat when you start feeling your mood being pulled down hmm. during these darker months? And, and I said, well, sleep, number one, you have to protect your sleep because that affects your mood. Um, yeah. Happy light is a great investment hmm. if you're in a place that gets darker in the winter months. Um, and then uh, connections, even though, again, like when you're feeling that, that depressive feeling, sometimes when you least want to be social or reach out, but you kind of have to swallow that pride and that uncomfortable feeling and reach out to someone and talk to someone. And so during this conversation, just, you know, an hour before we hopped on this call, um, I opened up to her and told her about some feelings I was having. And, and, um, yeah. obviously it's hard to do that, but it's, it's helpful. You just, you have to talk to someone. And, and the next yeah. question that pops into my mind is, well, what if you don't have someone? And that makes me want to cry. But mm. in, in that case, I, I hope you, I don't know. I hope you find someone, even if you don't feel like you're to that level yet, the way you get there is to be vulnerable. Hmm. So find a listening ear, even if you're not best friends, call hmm. me, I'll, I'll listen to you. <laughs> um, and, and talk to someone and open up because there's so much power and so much healing in human connection. And there's always someone in your circle who will listen to you. So you just have to reach out. You have to soften and reach out and connect. And um, hopefully that advice is helpful in some way to someone. I love that. I think it's really hard as adults to make friends sometimes. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think of like when I was like in third grade, I was, I was like so good at making friends. I was just always making friends, you know, it's like, I didn't really care. I was like, yeah, I'll be your friend. But then, but then as an adult, it's just, you know, you, it does take that vulnerability. I really, I really like that. It, it, I think that it's takes courage though. It takes courage. It does take courage. And I, I totally echo what you said as an adult. And for me being a mom, like it can be kind of isolating and you don't have the hmm. third grade friends that you see every day at school. Right. Like yeah. I don't, I work from home. I, um, I have a lot of social media connections, but yeah. my, my real life friends are that are really close to me and who I feel like they're my soulmates. They're it's just a small handful, you know, mm. maybe two or three, like it's the, and so it is harder to come by, but it's, and I could do better of this myself, but I need to make more of an effort to make and keep those relationships because it's easy not to, Life is so busy for all of us, but just like anything you want to improve, like you have to give it time and you have to nurture it and you have to put an effort into it. Whereas I feel like friendship used to be super easy and low maintenance, like you yeah. were saying when you were in third grade, but now you have to be really conscious about it. You, you have to find friends and make them and set up lunch dates and, you know, yeah. um, create that face-to-face -face connection 
where you can because I feel like that's where um, that's where lasting relationships come is when you can make that make those connections um, and be yeah. with them. Yeah, you absolutely. always feel closer to someone when you've when you've opened up and you've allowed space for them to open up, right? Yeah, totally. No, I think that's I think that's key. I think it's definitely key. Man, that's uh, this is like very inspiring. So thank you. Um thank you for sharing these things and I'm I'm really I'm really excited to share them with with everybody else too. And I I want to ask you just a, a few more quick questions before we end here. And the first one is kind of a big question, but what's what do you feel like is your mission in life right now, Kim? Oh, that is a big question. <laughs> Well, I think it's many faceted, you know, it's like, what's my personal mission for me and my family and what's my mission for other people um, and hmm. what I want to help other people with. But yeah, I'll try and meld the two as I talk and see what comes out. Yeah, but I mean, connection is a huge word for me right now. And we were just talking about it, but connection is my purpose right now. I want to connect. I want to connect with my family members deeply. I have hmm. little kids and I, know that that time goes by quickly and they grow up quickly as cliche as it is but i want to connect yeah. with them and invest in those relationships i want to connect i want genuine connections with other people people like you and people who are like-minded and, yeah. and share share a similar purpose you know i want to make yeah. those genuine connections um so connection is a huge purpose for me right now and you know I just launched Loom Journals with my friends and it's a parent-child yeah. journal so like that that's such a buzzword um, right. ingrained in my mind right now so I would definitely say my mission right now comes down to connection. Hmm. I think that's a really powerful mission too is connection I think that's something that when I did my little social media fast as well I, I that was one of the top things that I knew I had to focus on more. So, man, thank you so much, Kim. We could, I, I just want to keep talking to you all night, but I, <laughs> here. we have so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we can do it again. Where can people kind of find more, um, if they wanted to get your book, if they, about mindfulness, if they want to, you know, uh, just connect with you more. So right now I'm in two places mainly, and it's my Instagram account, which is talk wordy to me. And okay. then my website is talkingwordy.com. Great. Excellent. That's so, that's great. So everybody, this has been so amazing. And I hope all of you listeners go and apply some of these things that you just learned from Kim. And Kim, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for the conversation. That was great. I really hope this episode helped you to have a more happy life today. If you enjoy this episode, share it and let me know by tapping the stars in the reviews. You can also find me on Instagram at morehappylife or by going to morehappylife.co. Thanks for listening and see you soon.